Welcome back to the Alternative Dispute Resolution Show here on Chin Radio 97.9 FM in Ottawa, Canada, heard worldwide over the internet at chinradio.com. We are on part two of A Covenant to Children, Will We Keep Our Promise? Every Child is Sacred, and announcing a covenant for a new intergenerational initiative for children. On yesterday's show, which was June the 22nd, um, I said June 15th. I guess I want to be a week younger. I don't, you know, it's a slower way to age, I guess. You don't get old, just get older. We had uh, live from Toronto, Lisa Wolf, the Director of uh, Advocacy and Education of UNICEF. It was a wonderful presentation. Thank you again to Lisa and UNICEF for that. And back with us today uh, is June Gervin, Founder and Volunteer-in-Chief of Every Child is Sacred. Welcome back to the show, June. Thank you. Also back in the studio is Judy Westine, facilitator of leadership development through nonviolent communication and expanding self and systems awareness. Thank you, Julie, for coming back today. Thank you. And back again in the studio is the younger part of our of our cast here is um, uh, Waikai Chen and Kaisa Rizuma. They'll tell me if I pronounce their names wrong. Welcome back to the show, both of you. Hoorah. Thank you. Good. That's great. So um, I just wanted to sort of um, mention a couple things. June, as we talked, last Thursday night was the annual general meeting of the Ontario Association for Family Mediation Ottawa chapter of the Family Mediators. Uh, Master Bodwan was our keynote speaker. I had the honor to introduce him as the new president of that organization. And with the um, permission of the group and yourself, I was able to mention about this uh, covenant to the child and uh, inviting our group to be uh, supportive. And I believe there's a number of people will be, will be so when they were pleased to hear about that initiative. I also wanted to bring um, up uh, an area that I've been involved with for almost 30 years, having been a co-founder of REACH, REACH.ca, for educational pro bono legal services for disabled persons. And there's a magazine called Abilities Magazine. Uh, The spring 2009 edition has an article on um, special um, places for uh, children with disabilities to go and and, interact and um, get educated. It's a wonderful one. It has a quote here. Um, It's a section called Parenting, um, and it says, by drawing attention to what a child can do, both parents and their child can focus on his or her strengths rather than disabilities. So I wanted to bring that in in terms of our our attitude. And one last thing I want to mention is one special young lady. Her name is Anastasia Bendis. She's just turned 21. She's getting her high school diploma this Thursday from the adult high school. She's getting her secondary school diploma. Congratulations to her and her father, Paul Bendis, a client, a friend and client. Um, She's been through a lot and she's really shown a lot of perseverance and uh, certainly she is a sacred child. So congratulations to them. Uh, What an inspiration. So I'm going to be inspired uh, to now ask June to speak a bit about the programs that are coming up this year. This is a first of a three-part series and uh, June, you're going to give a background for the year, the events that are coming up, other things you want to mention, including that statute in Canada, and we'll turn it over to our two young people. Thank you, Ernie. Uh, Just to uh, tell um, our listeners something about the Every Child is Sacred initiative. Uh, And we do seek everyone's participation in this initiative, uh, which is focused on the 20th anniversary of the Convention on the Rights of the Child. Uh, We believe that every child is sacred. It takes a village to raise a child, and it takes a child to raise a village. The Every Child is Sacred, honoring and celebration, marks Canada's Child Day, as well as Universal Child Day, November 20, 1989. The convention was adopted by 192 nations, Canada being one of them. 
We believe that the convention summarizes the traditions of cultures, secular and religious, that conceive the child as sacred and is entitled to sacred spaces where they feel protected, nurtured, affirmed, connected, and experience peace, dignity, and equality. Uh, we believe that the convention uh, summarizes all that um, cultures have had to say about the sacredness of the, ch the child over the generations. Uh, we promote the UNICEF child-friendly city, uh, those persons making covenant to create, nurture, champion, and uphold partnerships, processes, and structures to help the child to achieve uh, personal potential, promise, and purpose within the city in which they're growing up. And all of the citizens then are encouraged to be champions of Ottawa as a child-friendly city. And that's our focus of celebration this year. Um, we will be doing a variety of um, activities and everyone is, in, is invited to do something. Uh, there will be an international conference at the University of Ottawa. There will be our annual Child-Friendly City Day intergenerational intergenerational uh, conversation and at that conversation uh, we expect that um, the UNICEF Child Friendly City Agreement for the City of Ottawa will be signed by His Worship the Mayor and it will be witnessed by UNICEF uh, Mr. Nigel Fisher uh, President and CEO of UNICEF the um, young persons who are here uh, will talk about what they will be doing to lead the celebration. Uh, but we want to remind everyone that it is our collective celebration and we are all going to be taking leadership roles in this. Thank you, June. And people can go to the uh, website, everychildissacred.org, to find out more. And you'll hear an another show in September of this three-part series. So I'm now going to ask Weikai Chen to... Uh, indicate what he'll be doing and his involvement in this program. Right. Uh, afternoon. My name is Wei Kai Chen. Uh, I was uh, talking yesterday about uh, my role in cadets and how I continue to help with the music program. Uh, Miss June uh, mentioned that we would like everybody to contribute to this event and uh, sort of to organize all of this, we have this program uh, we're going to call A Thousand Points of Lights. Now what this is, is uh, it's a website set website sign up that for uh, every you know every individual who expresses some sort of i guess the convention of on the rights of a child every individual who participates well they, they can go up to this every child is sacred.org and sign up and we will have a visual representation of every individual and uh, from there you know, you will get to see, I guess, a map of everybody and where each contribution was made. Uh, something, no matter how small, will be included. And as long as it expresses the Convention on the Rights of a Child, it is completely, I guess, of what is expected. Uh, we, we want grassroots initiatives uh, as much as possible. We want, you know, I guess, numbers more than anything else because... Uh, as I've read before, it takes only 25 people on a petition to have it read in the in the House of Commons. With a thousand points of light, they cannot, they can't really ignore that. We want to see everybody. Uh, this is a program for the city. Uh, we, we want to see everybody in the city contribute to the children. Uh, cities such as uh, West Vancouver, uh, Calgary have already begun this, and uh, we think it's. I guess a necessity for the city's cap for the country's capital to participate. Thank you very much. And now we're going to hear from uh, Kaiser Rizuma. 
Am I pronouncing your name Kaza. right yet? Kaza. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm Kaza Razima, and I spoke yesterday about my covenant to here in Canada, kids here in Canada, and my other one about kids in Rwanda. Um, so there's a song called The Sacred Child Song, and I've been asked to make my own version to it. And um, my job is to get other kids involved and to make their own versions of the song. Thank you. You mentioned a couple of books for a young age. You have a couple of books. You want to just take a minute to mention your, about your books? Sure. Um, my first one is called The Friendship Mess, and it's about three best friends who have been friends for a long time. And um, everything turns to a mess all of a sudden, and, you know, they, they all get in big fights and everything, and um, everything seems to work out, and they all get along. And my second book is called The Girl, Girl Power, Adventures of a Teenage Circle, and it's my second book and it's going to be published soon in july august in um, a new york publishing company and um yeah my, my book launch is going to be in july okay well that's great my uh my daughter who's now 31 but when she was younger they used to play a game called doctor and all the kids would all mess up with the their legs and arms and somebody had to come from the outside and help them unravel the mess because they couldn't see the problem they're in and maybe that's part of what we're doing now my son has a son who's eight so this is shows very important to me too he's got a beautiful wife so um thank you very much for that uh well we have more girl power now with uh julie <laughs> westein uh can, can, can contribute contribute we have a few minutes left I love, Ernie, what you just said about um, the mess that we're in and understanding what's really going on. There's a quote by Einstein about the problems we have created cannot be resolved at the same level of thinking that created them. And my commitment is really to start to bring to light the kind of thinking that we had around children before, of which many of our legal systems and our organizational systems are premised on, of children being property or women being property. And as we're hearing today in the studio, um, the young people that are coming through today are the ones that are going to teach us much of where we need to go and how we need to live in a world of harmony and I think just the whole our role is to um, honor that it does take a child to raise a village and it also takes a village to raise a child and to raise all of us as adults to learn with them as we move to a new way of being in the world. Well, that was uh, Julie Westine here on Alternative Dispute Resolution Radio Show on Covenant to Children. Will we keep our promise here on Chin Radio 97.9 FM? Heard over the internet at chinradio.com. This this whole area now, we have a little bit of time now to have a little bit of a conversation because I'm really keen on just sort of pulling some pieces together as we look forward to the future. Maybe, June, maybe I can ask you to maybe uh, expand upon, like, people that are listening anywhere. Like, what can you know anybody can add to this okay what can individuals that are listening right now do about this topic in their cities in their countries in their cultures in their regions because we're all one human family really and we're all children at the end of the day but maybe i'll start with you june and anybody else who wants to add anything just to an idea just pretend you're a listener listening and say geez what can i do myself about this Uh, One thing, Ernie, that we can do is to ask a child what it would feel like to live in a city that they recognize as being child-friendly. And, um, in fact, have a conversation with uh, children as to what it means to be a sacred child to feel like a sacred child, and what it means to be raised by a village. Uh, those questions can be raised at home, in the community, 
And uh, the program actually is tied to the Ontario curriculum, the Canada and World Studies curriculum. So certainly it can be a topic of conversation in schools, um, looking at the Convention on the Rights of the Child and how it can be interpreted as a summary of all of the cultural stories and languages that um, sends a message that a child is sacred. Thank you. And, and Judy, it just came to me when we were talking about, because the reason I also brought this up with the family mediators is that with separations and divorces, and Master Baudouin has been on the show many times, and the judges saying, what are you doing here, you know, doing this? So June, one of the ideas was just like a prenuptial arrangement on on the, on the children. That, that was something, I'm not sure if you got into that yesterday, but you want to expand on that a bit? We have about a minute. Yeah, I think that's really important to me. I've I've had the, the pain and privilege of, of accompanying several of my friends through what we call divorce internment camp and the recognition that that um you know for me it's like there must be a different way or another way and to me it is about bringing into play if there's covenants in place that are agreements that are made around the care to give to children and and what they do to create a space of love one it helps create the commitments required to keep a family together and if ever there is the separation it allows for families to move on and still maintain love and care for their children and really to to take away this gut-wrenching conflict that many parents have between what they need to do to move on in their lives with love and what the results of the system that we have right now that treats children and women as property um, actually results in. And if we can find ways to um, everyone to share their voices about what's really going on and understand sort of the systemic, I call it systemic violence actually, that still exists despite our good intentions and bring attention to new ways. And I think this covenant and the idea of there being a covenant in place does so much to um, render us conscious of that other part of the life um, that we're contributing to. Well, I think that's great, and I think that, that kind of co-parenting thought, uh, forward thinking is uh, terrific, and the system would like it, the state would like it, and the judges would like it, so I think this could be a great contribution. We have just less than a minute that uh, maybe one of our young people would like to add something. Alright, uh, yeah, just to add, uh, we are very fortunate to live in a first world country, and most of the things on the United Nations Convention on the Rights of a Child are pretty much what we expect things such as nutrition primary education the right to play we just expect these things because we are fortunate to live in such i guess a pleasant society uh the thousand points of light well that can be pretty much anything as long as something on the convention of the rights of a child as long as a child has a right to play areas where nutrition is being provided where education every school counts and uh as education you're being a, a light in, in the life of a child so I guess you should be recognized for that. Thank you very much for the thousand points of light because we're not here to point a finger, but to point the way and come back after this break and we will close with a new beginning for a covenant to children. Discover Canada's greatest Cold War site and enjoy a family adventure you can't find anywhere else. The Diefenbunker was built as the final refuge of the Canadian government in case of nuclear war. Now, it's open daily and Wednesday evenings to the public. Descend the deep dark blast tunnel, explore the secret rooms where government decisions would have been made, or visit the Prime Minister's bedroom, the Diefenbunker, with something for everyone. For more info, visit www.diefenbunker.ca or call 613 839-0007. The Diefenbunker, Ottawa's best-kept secret Time is out. another Chin Radio traffic update. 
Ottawa police reporting new problems at St. Laurent and Donald as well an ongoing collision at Riverside and Hunt Club. You could still find a demonstration going on at Elgin and Wellington. As for the major routes, no problems at all on the 417 through the city as well as 174 through Orleans. No matter what car you drive, the experts at Active Green and Ross have tires for you. From Michelin, BF Goodrich and Uniroyal, they will not be undersold. Visit the tire experts today at Active Green and Ross. I'm Atel Sperling and that's the latest traffic on Chin 97.9. The best teams from Spain, Germany, Italy and Portugal battle it out in explosive fashion at the Casino du Lac Limi Sound of Light. Presented by the SAQ in collaboration with Renault Depot and the National Bank. From August 1st, discover this international fireworks competition by reserving your tickets or book a special night for one of their dinner and show packages. Arrive early for their new SAQ Happy Hour, International Market, and Entertainment Show. Tickets at CapitalTickets.ca or 819-771-3389. Time now for an updated weather forecast from Tin Radio. Absolutely stupendous as far as the sunshine goes. It'll continue to be with us uh, throughout the day today and tomorrow. And temperatures getting pretty close to 30 Celsius. So Humidex is going to be quite high as well. Try to keep you cool on a beautiful summer's day in the nation's capital here with Chin Radio 97.9. This report is brought to you by B at Ottawa. Luciano Pradell invites you to come and discover the beauty and uniqueness of Ottawa and the National Capital Region. With Luciano, you'll experience the exciting historical and cultural diversity that is Ottawa. Call Luciano at 613-729-3080 and book your tour of Ottawa and the National Capital Region today. La Roma Restaurant at 430 Preston in the heart of Little Italy is where you're always welcome to an elegant, comfortable atmosphere. La Roma now offers three modern, well-equipped rooms for your next business function, family reunion, and gathering. As usual, you'll be treated to an excellent variety of tasty dishes in a very friendly environment. To ensure the success of your next event, call La Roma and reserve your room now. La Roma, 613-234-8244. That's 613-234-8244. Chin Radio and the Canada Dance Festival invite you to celebrate Canadian Multiculturalism Day, June 27th. Join us for a gala event at the National Arts Centre featuring Peter Chin's Tribal Crackling Wind, contemporary baritonatium by Menica Thakar Dance Company, along with Afro-Caribbean sensations Ballet Creole. Get your tickets now through tickets Ticketmaster or the NAC box office and keep listening to Chin 97.9 for your chance to win tickets to this fabulous event. Welcome back to the last uh, segment of our two-part show on a covenant to children. Will we keep our promise? Uh, this has been a very encouraging show for me and for I'm sure the listeners. I thank you all on this panel and uh, Lisa Wolf yesterday and UNICEF for this uh, incredible just stand back and look at the forest instead of the trees and each child is a tree but you know, to, we have to cultivate this forest and it takes a lot of things in nature to do that and we all have an obligation to do that. So we start with our own family and we extend it to the human family. It's really quite insightful when you start looking at it from that perspective. Uh, so there's many different perspectives. And we are going to uh, to end this show with a song called The Sacred Child Song, which June Gervin will uh, describe for us um, before it plays to end the show. And I'd like to make this last part a vision statement, just a vision that we have individually, that we have collectively for this topic, for our future, for the children. Um, Maybe I'm going to, I'll start with uh, 
Kesa, resume. Am I got it yet? Yeah. Kesa. Oh, yay! Okay. So, um, uh, but when you say you've been doing some writings, you know, and uh, you know, as your father suggests, I'd be interested to see when you look at a vision just for this. With this, when you think years from now, many years, right? When you have your own children or whatever, with the writing you're doing, you're writing books at a young age. That's quite remarkable. What impact do you hope that would have, and what what do you hope this program can do, and how do you see yourself years from now, and how would you get other people involved in in this whole program? Well, um, a couple of years from now, I would like to um, you know encourage, inspire kids my age to do what I'm doing too, you know, by um, giving them writing tips and how to be how to write at a young age like what I'm doing, and. Um, I know that I'm helping them by, um, you know, giving them writing tips and, you know, giving them support and encouragement. And in the future, uh, I like to see kids doing what I'm doing and also, you know, to be a child-friendly city. And, um, yeah. Well, you must get a lot of support. I can tell your father here and your probably your family, your parents, your friends. You must get a lot of support yourself. That must be encouraging. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so there you sort of you're um, going to pass that on. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's very uh, well. There is hope. Eh? Hope was the last thing in Pandora's box. Eh? The antibiotic for all the diseases and illnesses that went out. People forget that the last thing in Pandora's box uh, was hope. So, what's your hope, uh, Julie? Uh, I love the idea of what's the antidote. I'm reading a, um, a series of books that are absolutely beautiful called the Ringing Cedars book series. And there's uh, messages coming from a woman named Anastasia. And she puts forward the idea, imagine if um, a political party um, were to work towards restoring to the people a way of life and rights capable of preserving love in families forever, suggesting that if that were the focus, everything else would follow. And I guess my hope is that we um, restore back to life the creation of favorable conditions that restore the energy of love to families, both our personal families and the human family, that that be what we, um, the story we live in and what guides us. Well, thank you. Isn't that interesting? The same name as the young lady I talked to about, Anastasia. Isn't that? Isn't that? <laughs> wow, that's a small world, boy. Um, anyway, in our world, uh, we're, we're, we're happy to have uh, everyone here. And uh, Waikai, am I getting your name right? Pretty good? Waikai. 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 Okay. Uh, what about your vision for, for the future? My vision for the future? Uh, my vision for the future, I think, starts now. I met with June Girvin uh, at City Hall uh, with another organization, Child and Youth Friendly Ottawa. Now, what they do is every year they go to City Hall and they discuss topics, the same topics city councillors discuss, yet they do it with youth and they want to see the youth perspective. So my vision for the future is that the youth get a direct link to the decisions being made that affect them because the government is supposed to be representative of everybody. And if the youth are just left out, you might just miss something because everybody was a child once, sure, but children are constantly evolving and it takes a, it takes a village to support a child, it takes a child to support a village because the child will define what he or she needs and the village will adapt. Well, that's great. Uh, you do have any political aspirations, by the way? <laughs> political aspirations? No, not really. Oh, well, maybe you should. <laughs> it might be good for all of us uh, to have that. Uh, you come from a very great uh, culture and uh, lots of wisdom comes from all these collective cultures. Um, and all the, in terms of the collection, June, um, there is a famous story that is well known, but it sort of makes me think of uh, bringing up the stone soup story about how um, 
everyone contributes to something. It sort of strikes me that as we bring into the soup of the stirring up the pot here for the future of the children. Do you mind sharing that story before we introduce the song? Uh, well, the story of the stone soup, Ernie, is that um, uh, someone strange came into town and um, the town was suffering from uh, privation and everyone was holding on to what they had um, carefully to keep it for themselves. Uh, but the stranger um, produced a stone and said that he knew how to make stone soup if somebody only had a pot. And so somebody bought a pot, but no, but there was no fire. So somebody just bought kindling wood. And on and on it went. Somebody have a carrot, and did somebody have a potato? And in the final version, we have everyone sitting around the pot enjoying the most delicious soup. And so it started with just a stone. And everyone has something to contribute, and together we do so much better. So we move from an attitude of scarcity to a philosophy of abundance. And um, I guess the abundance has to start with our, as you say, Julie, with our heart. And we put it into practice with these kind of programs and these applications. It's, uh, it's quite wonderful when you start looking at these stories and how universal they are. They really do have meaning in our lives, and we can everybody, any listener can to can apply it right away. And they already already are in their own way, but maybe sharing that. And one way to share it is the the song, uh, the Sacred Child song. Uh, we have uh, just less than a couple of minutes, June. So I'm going to leave it up to you to introduce this song, and we're going to end this program with the song, uh, which is going to enhance the idea of a covenant to children. Will we keep our promises? Thank you. And Ernie, as we look at Ottawa and we try to get a child-friendly city designation for Ottawa, a UNICEF child-friendly city designation with the nine building blocks, um, we want to say that um, Ottawa is filled with child-honoring individuals and filled with child-honoring organizations. We're not short of that. Uh, what we do want to do is to come together as a, in solidarity with children, implementing the nine building blocks. The song, Every Child is Sacred, or the Sacred Child Song, um, was written by myself. I personally felt that I was brought up as a sacred child. And so in the song, I tried to express um, my gratitude for that and to my family and how I did feel because they treated me sacred, my extended family. And so here's the song, but we're asking everybody to write their own song because we all have songs to sing. Well, that's wonderful. The, um, uh, the music bed, the lyrics, who, did the, who sang the song again? Who wrote the music? Uh, I wrote the, the words and the music. Uh, it was, the music was actually written down uh, by Roxanne Goodman of Confidence Boosters and sung by Roxanne's choir. And where is she located? Uh, Roxanne is located in Orleans. Well, here we are. So um, there's a phrase that came to me years ago at a conference, which uh, I think applies here, that each ripple can become a wave to wash away unresolved conflict from the shores of injustice. And we have many ripples here. And this song will ripple out into the airwaves and touch the hearts, minds, and souls of all the listeners. And we hope that that will resonate with you as it resonated with me. Thank you very much to our guests, June Gervin, Julie Westein, Lisa Wolf from UNICEF, and our two younger people, um, Wei Kai Chen and 
Kaiser Rizuma, excuse me again, but if I don't uh, pronounce your name right, I, I, I honor your spirit, which is really important. are hollowed by you, safe with you. You make me feel my potential, promise, and purpose is precious to you. You make me feel my dreams for me of who I can become are never wrong. You make me feel like a sacred being. Every child is sacred, sacred child, sacred being. Every child is promise to me. You made me feel your covenant grounds me in family love, love just for me. You made me feel you created a sacred growing space just for me. You made me feel cared for, safe, embraced in a community where I belong. You made me feel 